on the year of the vengeance of the Lord. I would like us to turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 34. I will look at verse 8. I'll read from the King James and I'll read from the message translation. The year of vengeance. For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance and the year of recompenses for the controversy of Zion. Zion is God's people. You know that? Yes, Good. And God is saying, for it is the day of the Lord's vengeance and the year of recompenses for the controversy of Zion. We're going to look at two words there. Vengeance and recompense. Glory to God. And I would like you to tie those two words together in relation to what I'm about to say. Now, the, the message translation says, it is God's scheduled time for vengeance. The year all Zion's account are settled. That means God has set aside some time to settle this cause of his people. And I'll be bold to declare to you today, it is your time. What is controversy? I'm just going to be very systematic because I want you to get what I'm about to say. So it talks about the year of vengeance, the day of the Lord with the day of vengeance, and then the year of recompenses. And the message translation says the scheduled time for God's own people's account to be settled. What is controversy? Controversy, the Hebrew word is rib. Could mean a contest, personal, legal, adversary, cause, cheated contest, or contention, controversy, bleeding, strife, striving, suit. In other words, there's a contention. And this contention could be with any other, nobody knows. Could be legal, could be spiritual, whatever. There is a contention somewhere along the line, but God wants to settle this dispute. Hallelujah. Why controversy? There is a controversy, agreed. It is both legal, or as the case may be. But why is it that there is a controversy? It is simply because somebody is laying claim to that we belong to Zion. The very people of God. Why are we having controversy today? Why is God talking about the day of controversy? All the year of recompense. Why is he talking about that? Because somebody is laying claim to that we belongs to the children of God. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to give you an example from Ezekiel. The kind of controversy I'm talking about. So that I'm understanding will come to you. I will know that when God starts recompensing, you will have nothing to lose on the face of the earth. Amen. In Ezekiel 36, verse number 5. Turn over there with me, if you will. Therefore, thus said the Lord God, surely in the fire of my jealousy, have I spoken against the residue of the heaven and against all the dominion which have appointed my land into their possession with the joy of all their hearts, with despiteful mind to cast it out for a prey. Now, I would like to read from a very simple translation so that you can understand. Ezekiel 36, verse number 5. My anger is a fire against these nations, especially Edom. For grabbing my land with relish in utter contempt for me to take it for themselves. Now, the land that belongs to God belongs to his people. Now, somebody, now, let me break it down a little bit. The domain 
are the same people that came out of Esau. Is that alright? Now, the Esau family are so angry with the Jacob family, as it were, which has to do with Zion now, because of the issue of the birthright. Are you getting this? But of course, we do know that even before they were born, God made a choice. But because a natural man, which is Edom, will not understand, they want to grab the land that belongs to Zion and possess it, and if need be, make them slaves in it. If you take time to read your Bible, you are going to discover that this Esau group of people, which I need to mind, if you get numbers, chapter 20, if you look at 18 to 21, when the children of Israel were coming out of the wilderness, there were the people that resisted them. They will not even allow them to pass their territory just to pass by. They wouldn't even allow them. Why? The kind of hatred they had in their hearts against the people of God. Now what I'm saying this morning, I speak about everything that has to do with body nations and your personal life. I speak to say even the nations of the earth that speaks or stands against that which belongs to God. The time and the hour is come for God to settle Zion's controversy. Hallelujah. Because there are men that are resisting the move of the gospel. There are men that are resisting what God is doing in your life. There are men that are resisting what God intends to accomplish through you. In fact, what I'm trying to say, you have a possession that other people doesn't want you to possess. But God to settle the dispute. Hallelujah. He wants to put his rights. Whether they be court issues, he will settle the dispute. Whether they be spiritual issues, God wants to settle the controversy of Zion. That you may enter the land which belongs to you. Men may have resisted you. Men are trying to resist you. But as I'm speaking, they will not be able to stand. Amen. Glory to God. Don't forget there is grace in this house. Amen. 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 This demand joined Nebuchadnezzar to make sure Israel was rooted out and the land taken from them. I mean, I am trying to make you see that even the closest people to you who do not understand spiritual things in your life are standing or maybe wanting to stand against you. But when you come to this schedule season of God to settle this account, they will not be able to stand. Amen. And the hour is now. Amen. And there are many. Hallelujah. Recently we had some good experiences. We got information, we got messages. And I was speaking to my husband, to Maxwell. Information that were delivered, I laughed. Because the Bible says, why have the aging gathered themselves together against the Lord that is anointed? He said, I shall laugh at them. It's not me. It is God. Anytime you want to make some progress in life, the indomains want to stand. Here was a movement from captivity, but they would not even allow them a space just to pass. Somebody doesn't want you to survive. Somebody doesn't want you to succeed. Powers are trying to gang against you. But God wants to settle this cause. Yeah. And there's a beautiful thing you're going to find out much later. There is joy that they even have tried to do what they are doing. And I'll make you see that much, much later. Hallelujah. Let's move on. The war recompense is very critical. I would like us to look at that. It means a requiter. That is to secure a retribution to reward. Now, I, I want you to look at the word requiter. You know what? It's like you were supposed to be jailed and all of a sudden, maybe somebody stood on your behalf, made some testimonies, stand legally for you, and you are discharged and acquitted. Are you still there? And God is saying, I want to requit my people. 
where it's on legal battles, on spiritual battle, I want to requite them. I want to recompense them. And this is a sad time. God didn't just bring this for nothing. He's giving this to us because there is something that has to be done. And some of you need your freedom. And now is the hour. You will get your freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. Recompense. For the controversy of Zion. That is the year when God will retaliate on those who have contended with Zion. Her controversies of the Lord. Either have told to extend his boundaries by laying hold of his neighbor's land and has instigated Babylon to quell it towards fallen Judah. You have scriptures for that if I want to give to you Psalm 137 verse 7 and then just like we read in Ezekiel 36. This foreshadows the final winding up of the controversy between God and all enemies of his and his people. I want to make you see something here. It's a prophetic word. Now listen to me. There are places you come into situations that some scriptures become prophetic. And there's a need for you to understand that in every season, that which is spoken by the Lord, even in the years past, become prophetic and fulfilled in your life. That is why you can see Peter standing up on the day of Pentecost. Say, this is that which, can you understand what I'm talking about? That was a prophetic word that was having a fulfillment in the life of the people. So every day, God's word gets a fulfillment. But you have to understand it. And when you understand that you come into alignment with what God is saying, that which God spoke prophetically becomes fulfilled in your life. Are you still there? Now this controversy is not necessarily with God's people. It is with God. Because he who touches God has touched God. I mean, touches the people of God have touched God. That is why he said, you are the apple of my eyes. Am I right, somebody? Okay. I want to look at the English word recompense. It means to give something. Hallelujah. To by way of compensation. And I'm very interested in this. As for a service rendered or damage incurred to pay for to return in kind. Now I'm interested in this. Listen to me. It says, this is the, uh, the, 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 the day of the Lord's vengeance. And it said, it is the year for the recompense of Zion. What does that mean? It says, recompense means to pay back for services you rendered or injuries you incurred by someone else in your life. Are you listening to me? It is from the Latin root, re and compensor. It means to compensate. Now listen closely. By implication, where God says, it's the year of recompense. He's trying to say, every injury you have incurred in the hands of men, every abused, you have been abused by men or a system, every Every situation whereby you have been cheated in your right and from your right, God wants it repaid. Are you getting what I'm talking about? And I'm going to be giving you scriptures on this. I'm so interested in this subject because I believe I will be launching to the quickest mind, and those who have tried to rob me will be paid back to me what belongs to me. I don't know of you, but I know it's my season that every money that belongs to me, that somebody's holding somewhere in this universe, for the past years, even in ministry, shall come to me. Because it's my schedule time. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that is why you don't have to be bothered about the people who did that because all that they've been trying to do, they are accumulating for you. 
It says, an equivalent return for something done, suffered, and given. I want you to understand this. Compensation, which has to do with recompense, has to do with the equivalent of what you've suffered in the hands of an enemy, if you will, in the hands of anyone in a system that have robbed you of your property, of your opportunities in life. God says they are going to pay back. Compensation offered. In compensation for injuries, damages, reparation, restitution, satisfaction. Uh, and I want you to understand. That is why I believe in some of the causes that uh, the late Abiola was almost engaging in some time past when he was talking about reparation. That the Western world need to pay reparation to Africa. And that is very true. Because they took our grandfathers into slavery. Huh? Do you understand that? They did all of that. And so, the injuries we suffer, they ought to pay for it. Only people who can see into spiritual dimension to understand how God works can go for such demands. But whether they did it or not, whether they have started doing it or not, and appointed that we come, when the wall that held Africa into captivity, we pay reparation to Africa. Sometimes, let me tell you this, when they invest in Africa, it is not just a gift. We think they are helping. They are not helping. They are indirectly paying the reparation for what they did in the years back. God has a way of settling scores. Do you understand this? Yes, they have all the wealth because our grandfather worked in their sugarcane farms. They have all the money. But about time has also come. When those money are accumulated for the injuries that we suffer, they have to pay for it. So they are bringing money to Africa. It's not a gift to me. It's a reparation they are paying for what they did to my grandfather. You have to see beyond the natural if you be a child of God. Are you listening to me? <laughs> you have to see beyond the natural. Anytime anything is happening in the universe, in the cosmos, you have to see beyond the natural and see who is in control. If you know God is sovereign, you must know who is in control. Praise the Lord. The next word there is the day of the Lord. A day speaks of a space, a space of time defined by an associated term. So the day of the Lord can be a period, it can be one year, it can be two years, it can be one thousand years. It can be 20 years. It can be just 40 years. How many of you understand what I'm saying? That's why I spoke to the children of Israel. Say when you had a in the day in the wilderness. Can you remember that? And that was 40 years. So a day of the Lord is a period that is specified for the thing that God intends to do. Now can I tell you, you've come into a day in your own life. That God wants to do some specific things. God wants to settle some scores on your behalf. God wants to cause the same people. That have messed you up for this number of years to pay back for the injuries they've caused you. Are you listening to me? That is why the church of Jesus Christ is truly a church that is built by him alone. In other words, there is nothing any man in the world can do to stop the church of Jesus Christ from prospering. Nothing. No religion can stop the force of the gospel of Christ. No power. If they try to subdue it, they are prepared themselves to come into this specific day wherein a reparation will be paid for the everything they've done to the church. Hallelujah. Now look at the next word, the word year of the Lord. The year is also a revolution of time, whole age, long time. It could be just one year, whatever it is. You can put it in the plural form. It's a time having a special significance. Your glory year. A specific significant. And as far as this ministry is concerned, we are actually stepping into a glorious moment which is specified by the Lord. And that is exactly what we are about to experience. Are you there with me? Praise the Lord. Then one more thing you see, vengeance in English, punishment inflicted 
in retaliation for an injury or an offense. Okay. Now, who is retaliating who? You are not the one retaliating. Now, can I tell you the terms of retaliation here? It has nothing one be to do with physical injuries to be inflicted upon your enemy. But it has all to do with your enemy giving back to you for the injury they cost you, paying the equivalent. Now, you don't know how to calculate how much your labor had been in the hands of your enemy. You have no measurement. But God has a measurement. And they will pay until every bit of what they are supposed to pay for is paid for. Equivalent to injury they have cost you. So, let there be any power walking behind the scene to subdue you, to oppress you. They are about to pay. Now, let me just move on and see. So, when we look at the book... In Ezekiel 36, verse number 5, where it says, To cast it out for a prey, that is to take the hand, the land for a prey, is the inhabitant being cast out. In other words, God was speaking this way. You possess the land of my people. Now I'm coming to you, the Edomite. I'm going to cast you out, that the rightful owners will step into the land. Do you understand that? Okay. Now, let's move down to the prophetic word. So that you can understand. Like I said before, I may not belong here. I just want to impact something to your heart this morning to understand that we're in a very strategic season in our walk with God, in our move with God, and God is already confirming some things specifically as well to me as to this time of the season that we are. I only just pray and want to believe in my heart. God will quicken to you very specifically the mind to keep up to that which he's about to do and that which he's already began to do. The prophetic word. Can we go to the book of Ezekiel? I mean, Exodus. Exodus 3. When the commission was given to Moses to go deliver the children of Israel, this is what Moses, God told Moses. And I stretched out my hand. Moses was not speaking to the children of Israel. I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will in the midst thereof. And after that, he will let you go. Now, I want you to understand the principle. He will let you go. By the time I finish dealing with him. Is that okay? Are you there? Verse 21. And I will give these people favor. In the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall come to pass. That when you go. You shall not go empty. Are you seeing the scripture? Verse 22. But every woman shall borrow of her neighbor. Now, in the first place, let me say this. Okay, let me read on. I will tell you something here. And of her that sojourneth in the, in the heart, jewels of silver and jewels of gold, raiment, and ye shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters, and they shall spoil the Egyptians. Now, let me quickly say this. The word borrow is a wrong translation. You can't borrow what belongs to you. Are you there with me? If we understand recompense, which has to do with a reward for injuries afflicted on you, you can't borrow what belongs to you. So that word borrow there is wrong. You may, you may choose to read other translations, but I just know that it is wrong. Are you there with me? Other translation will say ask. Even ask is not the same thing as begging. Are you see that? Now he said you shall go and ask them. In other words, your time of recompense has all the years. Oh, come on. I want you to understand something. Joseph was a prime minister. He gave the technology to survive. How much was paid to Joseph? Nothing. Even in Goshen, the land they gave to them, it's not as if they provided anything because they came with their own cattle. Yeah. Are you getting what I'm talking about? But the survivor of Egypt rested on who? On Joseph. 70 years, it was, the, it, was, it was the one controlling the affairs of Egypt. No payment was done. When he left the scene, his own family members were under oppression. Now, all of this thing put together, accumulated. 
they became injuries afflicted upon the Israelites. Are you getting what I'm talking about? And God is not saying, listen to me, this is the way I walk. When people injure you, when they oppress you, there is something I do to punish them for your sake, but that is not enough. You will get everything that is due you that is in their hands. Now that you are about to leave Egypt, go and collect what belongs to you. The only way you can convert your labor of these years into a quantified form is to take from the silver and gold. Are you following what I'm talking about? And it means when you step in there, I'm going to walk on their behalf. They will not be able to resist you from taking from them what belongs to you. That is what he called the war fever. And make sure, are you listening to me? They don't resist you. You just go down and collect the silver, the gold, the jewelries, everything that is precious. That translates into your labor for all these years you've been in Egypt and they paid you nothing. That's what I'm telling you. If there is any devil you think have been holding you back, they are going to pay. It's a year of vengeance. It's a year of recompense from the Lord. He has calculated your wages sufficiently and the time has come. Now, one beautiful thing is this. When you launch into the thing that are coming back to you, your life will spring forth. Because can you imagine your salary has been piled up somewhere for almost two, three years? You are not touching it? Are you hearing what I'm talking about? It's like your salary was accumulating. And the pronouncement come and say, it's about time. The account is open. Go collect your money and go. Hallelujah. <laughs> when the Bible says they spoiled the Egyptians, it translates to spoil. Spoil doesn't mean they damage them. That spoil is like, I think in the book of Isaiah, I mean, the first Samuel also, we read about that. When the spoils were gathered after, Remember that. David went to war. This part a product of victories. Are you getting what I'm saying here? Okay. When the Bible says they spoiled the Egyptians, it means they got victory over the Egyptians. And they got all that belongs to them. And they left Egypt with fullness. Everybody had enough when they were living in Egypt. Are you following what I'm talking about? Everybody's account was in the load. Everything was loaded. Everything that... Oh, come on, you told me, say, put them upon your children. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Come on, let's, let me tell you something. Do you know, even before they left, Pharaoh made a condition. Okay, you can leave, but don't go with your cattles. Do you remember he said that? You, you can leave, but don't go with your cattles. <laughs> what, what Pharaoh was trying to say is this, I don't want you to make any sacrifice when you get down to God. That is why it's difficult for us to make sacrifices. It is not our doing. It is another force behind the scene. Say, don't sacrifice. He said, you can go. You are free to go. But don't take your car. Don't take your sheep. Don't take anything with you. Just go. But they know, Pharaoh knew that this is what these people would need to make sacrifice until go in the wilderness. Are you listening to me? Let's get down to Genesis. Prophetic word, I'm saying. So Moses said this when God commissioned him. But where did the word come from? Genesis 15 verse 13 down to 14. God spoke to Abram. Know of a shorty that the seed shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs. And shall serve them. And they shall afflict them. How many years? 400 years. Is that okay? Now we get to verse 14 and it says. And also that nation. That person. That system. That organization. Is anybody hearing this? Mm -hmm. Whom they shall serve. Will I judge? And afterwards shall they come out to God. Now how many of you understand the word sultan means words? Huh? In Luke chapter, remember that? Bible said the women were ministering of their substance. They shall come out with great words. Meaning, when your said time of recompense come, it's a time of words. your days of labor is about being rewarded. 
You may have been told who is responsible. You are, may have been told the system responsible. Don't let that be your headache right at this moment. I am saying, whether men or spirit or powers of nation have been responsible for oppressing, for injuring you, your time of reward has come. And you are coming out with what? Great substance. Hallelujah. Let's say the fulfillment of the prophetic word now. So we now go to the book of Exodus again, chapter 12. That's what I told you in the beginning. When God gives a prophetic word, it will land on the people at a specific time. That's why you should be watchful, you should be mindful when a word comes from the Lord. In Exodus 12, verse 35. The Bible says, The children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And this is very interesting. Come on, I want you to listen to this. <laughs> you sometimes listen, sometimes you can't get into that which God has for you until you pay attention to the one he sent to make that proclamation. Now, God already told Moses. He never only told Moses. He already told everybody. Is that okay? Are you listening to me? And that is about 400 years apart. Now, when he called Moses, he told him, this is it's like saying this is what I told Abraham. So when you go, tell them. This is what they must do. Now, without Moses coming to make that announcement, Israel will live with nothing. Are you listening to me? Who knows that some of you hearing now listening to me, words have come over you some years back, but there have never been a time anybody makes such a pronouncement that you're seizing to step into what God said before has come. But I'm here to make that announcement today. Just like Moses told the children of Israel, I'm saying the same thing. There are announcements that God has made over your life. And your time to step into them is now. Amen. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. But was it only the word of Moses? No. The word of God. And they borrowed this is another wrong translation of the Egyptians. Jewels of silver and jewels of gold and of raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they lent unto them such things as they required. And they spoiled the Egyptians. Hallelujah. It is what they required. Now listen. They, become, they, be, they became the one to dictate what they want. Are you there? The, the Egyptians by no means could say no. But they were there to make dictation as to what they want. And everything they said they want, they gave to them. Why? Because God was behind the scene doing the job. Are you still there? Now, some of you will like jobs before. It's your time. You will step into offices and you will make the mind to get a place to walk. You will get your job. Are you listening to me? If you have no written application before and you feel like writing one and you know you should write one, write it now and go get a job. The Bible tells me <laughs> they lent unto them such things as they required. It is what they wanted that has to be done. Now, you see, the man that was oppressed has become a dictator. Because it's the season of recompense from the Lord. Are you still there? If you are facing some situation this moment, open out in what you want. And he that has been hardened against you, his heart shall be softened. You shall receive what has been denied you. Hallelujah. Whatever situation you find yourself, it's about time when you leave this service, you open your mouth 
to make a demand for that which you know is yours. And it shall be yours. <laughs> Glory to God. The deeds according to the word of Moses. I've told you there's grace in this house. I've told you God is sweeping out some things that are hindrances in your life. You must allow yourself to the word that God is speaking now. Move to where you are supposed to be. You will not only find favor. Your favor is you're going to get into that which is supposed to be yours. Don't use the word people don't like me from today. Because now you are liked. Imagine an Egyptian looking at an Israelite and want to give him something. No, 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 no. Can you imagine a slave walking down to a prince and making a demand? And yeah, the prince or the king or the authority have no power to resist. Don't you ever use that word anymore. People don't like me, people like you. If they never liked you before, they will like you from today. It's the year of recompense. Josiah. Which is God's people. Hallelujah. Is anybody following this? The spoiled Egyptians, they picked everything that belongs to them. They are the booties of war. The injuries that it caused them. For all the years they have been laboring. That is why even your labor for the Lord is not in vain. He can pay, he can reward, he can compensate. Just be patient. Hallelujah. Verse 35. I'm reading from another translation here, the message. The Israelites had already done what Moses had told them. They had asked, and I like this, they didn't borrow. You must not borrow. In this season, God will take you out of borrowing. God will take you out of begging. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> As I told you in the beginning, I, I hate that word. God already told them before. Even you have to amplify it if you will. You shall be the head and no detail. Did he say so? A head doesn't borrow. It is still that borrows. Now when God makes you a head, men submit to your authority. That is why they were asking. They went on and said, hey, what do you have in your house? In fact, they were, they were opening up their treasury. They were opening up. What do you have in your house? It was a demand. Are you getting this? And this one said, I have two bottles of gold. Go bring it. And I will bring that one. Now I look at you. It's like you, you look rich. Come on, tell me. What do you have in your house? So I have uh, five. Okay, come on, bring it, bring bring it. I'm in a hurry. Because I have to leave Egypt in a hurry. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Every time I say, hey, come on, look here, look here. You, you pretend what do you have in your shelf? I, say, I have two boxes. Okay, go and bring it now. I'm in a hurry. And any time they make the demand, the people say, yes, sir. Now it's going to be your turn. He says, some people think sometimes you put some medicine in your tongue so that when you speak, people will obey you. Oh, oh, oh. Look, you only need the Holy Spirit to speak through you. Do you understand? When men are doing something in their tongue, you don't need all of that. You only need the tongue of fire from the Lord. Amen. And so the Egyptians, I love what they did what Moses told them. And they, they were sure of what they were doing. They were so confident of what they were doing. I mean, like I'm saying, it was a demand. Hey, come on, look here. Why are you looking down? He's big, he's looking around by your gate. I'm in a hurry. Come on, can you make it? How many of you have seen arm robbers? <laughs> Excuse me. When arm robbers stepped into a scene, no matter what the people have in their closets, in fact, they will be the one to bring the key. Am I talking here? Okay, it's the same situation. It's just that this one, they were not robbing them. They were collecting them. Because fear gripped them. It wasn't just favor. Fear gripped them. So when, I, when Israelites stepped into the gate, everybody was shaking. What do you want? Okay, how many, how many gold do you have here? And, and, and I love what God says. Say, use them to dress your children. That means your family will look gorgeous. Yeah. Your family will look glorious. They will look gorgeous. Yeah. You say, just collect them. Collect them and use them to dress your children. 
two purposes. Make your family well and build a temple. Do you understand? Your labor is your family and the temple of God. That's the meaning. Because it is this that they use in building the tabernacle of the wilderness. And then the children lived where their shoes were not worn out because I believe their shoe was even part of gold. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but I just want to believe that because these are the things they collected. They didn't collect animal skins, so I don't know how they made shoes. That's why their shoes were not worn out. They were heavy shoes, good ones too, that fit into the children. In fact, the children of Israel were wonderful people in the wilderness. Yes. Beautiful, handsome guys and beautiful girls. Come on now. Hallelujah. Hey, God washed them clean before bringing them out of Egypt. And he clothed them. Do you understand? You can't leave the wall and remain dirty. It's sweeping, it's sweeping, it's sweeping. And it's going to clothe you. Change your clothes before you get out of Egypt. Because God has something precious for you. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Take all the girls, dress your children. And so, families, yeah, you're going to dress your children. Eh? And dress your wife too. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody's laughing so loudly. Come on. You yeah, like that, Papa. Bless the Lord. You dress your wife. Eh? <laughs> Serious. So, dress your children and dress your wife. Honey, all the teachers are bringing them. <laughs> For what? Of the wicked are laid up for the righteous. It's your season. Yeah. We have good shoes. Huh? Yes. Yeah, somebody's looking at his shoes now. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, give a clap of to Jesus. Yeah. Sir, yeah. can I say it anymore? Yes, can I say it again? Yeah. It's your time. Yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody looked at what we're putting on say hey man that building is gigantic i say it's our time he said he said how are you doing it god is doing it because it's our time do you understand me yes. hallelujah it's a year of recompense. I almost be recompensed right now. Is that okay? They will pay, brother. They are paid already. Who says somebody will hold your money? They will pay. Because God wants you to look well. Oh. <laughs> he wants you. I'm seeing some bright children in church. I'm seeing some bright people. I'm seeing wonderful faces. Am I talking to somebody here? I'm seeing God renewing your youth. It's a year of recompense from the Lord. Do you know what it means for somebody to be a slave for those number of years? Can you picture, you see, these people were older than their age. But when they stepped out of Egypt, come on now. The Lord renewed their youth as the eagles. Are you getting what I'm talking about? A vitality entered into them. Why was it so? Because these people were eating manna. What is manna? It was no longer natural food. It was heavenly food. And because it was heavenly, the system was being transformed. God knows how to recompense people. He knew that these guys were eating trash. So I can't give them natural food anymore. They have to get reinvigorated. Their system have to come up again. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Because they are going to enter into their promised land. And if they enter the land with this weak body, they will probably die early. Yes, sir. Are you hearing this? Yes, so the wilderness was the place for God to recouple everybody. To recouple all the joys. All the weak news. Now I see you becoming strong. In the name of Jesus. God is fixing all your joints out of place. You know how to dislocate Jacob. And you know how to fix it back. Come on, am I talking here? 
So all your muscles are coming alive again. Are you hearing me? All form of diabetes are disappearing. Because that is not to be named among the sons of God. No feeble ones among them. You will never be feeble. Can you believe into what I'm saying? Bible says they did according to what Moses told them. And because they did, they got results. Are you see here? I'm interested in this. And it says, the Israelites had already done what Moses had told them. They had asked the Egyptians for silver and gold things. Not just gold, gold things. And clothing. Oh, wow. Can you see that? They asked not only for gold, gold things and clothing. I don't care. If God bless you to drive a car completely made of gold, fine. Praise the Lord. Gold things, he said. He didn't say gold. Gold things. That is things made of gold. Can you imagine Gaddafi had a gun made of gold? Gold. Pistol. It was gold. Completely gold. Pistol. That was a human being. Am I talking to somebody? The silver is mine. The gold is mine. I don't care how you want to translate that. Whether you call it divine nature, whether you call it brass, whether you call it redemption, gold is gold. They asked for gold things. They didn't ask for things. No, 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 not wooden. No, gold things. Not brass, not even silver. It's silver, silver, silver. Gold things, yes. They asked for quality things. Oh no. In other words, when they enter the house, they'll look for quality things. In other words, it comes in your life when you enter a store to buy. <laughs> you are not going to. <laughs> Hallelujah! They ask for gold things. Huh? So, <laughs> I remember somebody wanted to buy me a pair of shoes. He entered his shop. And the person said, well, What do you want to buy this shoe for? It's my pastor. He said, You can't buy that one. That one is too cheap for your pastor. Gold things. Huh? <laughs> that shoe is worth 40000 Nigeria currency. One shoe. I've, I've been able to wear a shoe of 40,000. Good things. I, I, I went to a meeting and somebody just looked at me and he came and started rubbing the shoe. I don't know why he was able to value it. I said, You are rubbing 40,000. <laughs> Glory to God. It's your time. I know most of us will go to MacIver. <laughs> but the teasing is changing. <laughs> Glory to God. Is anybody hearing me? Yes, sir. And for those of you who are selling, know what to sell. <laughs> there are some things you can't sell in your shop anymore. Because the quality of people that are coming there are looking for gold things. Is anybody following me tonight? Somebody is laughing loudly. And I like that. Because it's a season of laughter. It's a season of joy. I don't care what anybody thinks. No, my past is no longer me. Recompense. Everybody say recompense. Is there a word from the Lord? Are you getting what I'm saying? They ask for gold things. Mm. Okay, let's just see if I can finish with this. It's interesting. Is it interesting? <sighs> and they ask for gold things. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. God loves, God loves us. Is that okay? And clothing. God saw to it, verse 36, that the Egyptian like. Oh, did you get what I said just now? 
did he shine did what light not favor all this thing i'm talking about that's why we need some good translation did he shine? don't ever say people don't like me no that language has come to a stop the egyptian liked the people and so readily gave them what they asked for oh yes the people of the teacher clean hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> in other words <laughs> glory to god they picked them clean they were they were shopping without paying anything they just entered all the shops and uh, all the shops that were locked, they opened the store. Oh, yes. They were open. And then the people, in fact, they were tired. It's like only God helped them because getting out of Egypt would have been a problem. Are you getting this? That's why you're pushing this. And these guys are going away with all our words. Can you see the same thing happen to Jacob? Yes. When Jacob was left, why did Laban pursue Jacob? He picked all the good things. Do you understand that? The most vital, strong animals. Jacob got all of them. And let man look and say, hey man, finish. This guy. But you see, it was a labor for 14 years. Recompense for Jacob. 14 years labor. Was not just only strong animal, but two wives. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Double reward. <laughs> 40 years quality reward for Jacob. Are you still there with me? It is your turn. Are you listening to me? Something is landing on you today. <laughs> I see something coming upon your life. Men are just beginning to like you. Men are just beginning to like you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I remember going through the airport and they were searching bags and checking bags, customs. And I was like number five on the queue. And the man said, sir, I would like you to come this way. Where is your bag? I said, sir, okay, come, come. I, go close. I like you and like your shirt. Can you please go? They never searched my bag. They liked me. Because something is upon my life. Now that something is coming upon your life. May we like you. In the name of Jesus.